Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep educator and mom of three. Ever notice how much information there is out there and what's best for your baby? Trying to sort through it all might leave you feeling overwhelmed and frustrated to say the least. This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. No more outdated or unsolicited advice. We're here to break down what it takes to raise well-adjusted, securely attached, and happy babies. Having worked with countless families over the years, including my own, the information and strategies I'll share are based on these experiences, my extensive training, and we're even going to back it all up with some science. We all want what's best for our children. Our decisions regarding their care and upbringing reflect that. I'm not here to judge you on the decisions you make, but I am here to help you make those decisions informed ones. We are here to share information and give practical tips to help you get through baby's first year and beyond. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Isn't it nice when you get to take baby to the beach or walk a favorite trail nearby? Actually taking a walk anywhere or just getting outside of the house is going to prove to be beneficial to both you and your baby. But do you ever feel like you're a slave to all of the naps? Maybe you have a newborn and you're wondering how you might start venturing outside now that you have your baby and his or her needs to consider. Maybe you recently sleep trained or your baby is on a pretty regular sleep schedule and you're worried how to continue his great sleep somewhere other than their own crib all the time. Or maybe your baby and your situation don't fit into any of these categories, but you're wondering how to best help them sleep during times like staying somewhere new, traveling on those long car rides, working around appointments, or even, yes, bringing baby camping. Because the season is coming, and what a great way to get out and enjoy all the benefits being out in nature has to offer. But you know, some babies seem to have a bit more of this go with the flow vibe, but I'll tell you, that's actually not the norm. Unless they're an infant, because usually infants are pretty portable, but honestly, many babies do prefer a solid routine or schedule or pattern to their sleep. It's what keeps them in balance, it allows them to be their most pleasant selves during waking hours, and they're better able to sleep soundly when needed. So for anyone out there with a baby, and you're looking for ideas on how to get that baby out without totally messing up their sleep or vibe, this one's for you. Like we do, let's start with those really fresh ones. Newborns and infants, which are basically babies under about three months of age, give or take, are usually pretty portable. Newborn sleep is pretty erratic anyway, and that baby will sleep around the clock, which basically at this point is working around their hunger and nutrition needs. So generally speaking, many newborns and young infants will manage pretty well on the go, provided they are well-fed and having regular, frequent opportunities to nap in between. After this time, so maybe around the four-month mark or sometime thereafter, many parents find that going out and working around their baby's naps like they may have used to is a bit more challenging all of a sudden. That or baby is just super comfortable and they really prefer to sleep in their own crib for most or all of their naps. If you find this to be a struggle though, try just focusing one or two naps to be at home in the crib while the others may not be. This is actually a great way to get babies comfortable in their crib, but to not have to necessarily be nailed down to staying at home all the time. Remember, this is mainly for babies around four to five months of age. And as always, some babies can work with this better than others. So it's to no fault of anyone's. Most of us are already stuck in our homes a little more often than usual because of this pandemic. So I certainly don't want you to feel like you're a slave to those naps on top of all of that. 
So knowing how to work around them or with them is what we're trying to do here. To help drive this point home, I had a conversation with a family I worked with recently in helping their little guy, and all of them really, get their best sleep possible, and they'll be sharing their insights throughout this episode. Jen Curry and Chris Surrett are parents to baby Hutton, who currently is eight months old. We worked together fairly recently, so they spoke to me about how they are able to work around Hutton's sleep needs and still manage to get out and enjoy the outdoors. In fact, this is the outdoorsy family, if you ask me. They prioritize fresh air and getting outside every day, even if that means getting out for fresh air for five minutes during a quick break in a rainstorm. Why? Because they know the benefits and they live it every day. In fact, Jen's Instagram handle is at OutdoorsyJen, and Chris happens to be the co-founder of A for Adventure, where they are dedicated to inspiring people to get outside. Especially kids, though, which of course I love. They have a children's book, a learn-to-camp program, but they also have tons of insight and resources on their website, YouTube channel, and social media pages, a TV show, and their bi-weekly podcast with CBC Radio. So they know the outdoors. So without further ado, let's dive into some scenarios of when baby might need to sleep in a bit of a different scenario or situation and how you can navigate any potential challenges. Let's start with staying somewhere new. A lot of this is going to be different, right? So they're going to be in a new space, whether it's at grandma's house or it's in a hotel, um, anything in between. So the idea is to see how many sames we can bring into the mix to help baby feel as comfortable as possible. This will ultimately help them sleep as well as they possibly can, given the circumstances. Of course, we hope that baby can stay in a crib or a bassinet similar to what they're using at home when staying somewhere new, but even this isn't always possible. Sometimes the baby either ends up in bed with you, or there might be an option to use a travel crib or something like a pack and play. So on top of this, you're going to bring those sames from baby's room at home. So what can you bring there that will help with consistency to his or her new environment? It might be the sound machine, it might be their sleep sack, pajamas, a soother if used. Well, actually, I probably don't have to remind you about that one. If your baby uses soothers, you're already on top of that, I think. You're also going to want to black out the room, right? Darkness is definitely more conducive to sleep and it helps produce melatonin, that sleep hormone. So short of taking the curtains down from your baby's nursery and bringing those with you, um, which I'm not suggesting that you should do unless, hey, maybe you're staying there for a long time or you're moving, then of course. But there are some travel blackout blinds that are actually amazing. There's some reusable ones, there's disposable ones. So take a look around and find some of those things But if you're not going to invest in something like that, using something like a towel or sheet that can cover the window so long as it's not near baby's sleeping space, because that would be a safety hazard, of course. But just covering the window uh, as best you can to darken it is definitely going to help, right? So the other thing you want to do is try spending time in the new room or space where your baby is expected to sleep well before nap or bedtime, if possible, because that will help familiarize him or her to the space. You might read some books, play in there, um, kind of unpack the things So as you're making the room or setting it up, have baby in there, involve them in it, talk about how they're going to sleep in there. It really doesn't matter how old baby is. You can absolutely talk to them about that. You're giving off positive vibes here. It's that, you know, if you're confident, they're going to sense that confidence and they're going to pick that up from you. Certainly, there's always going to be that 
wonder and that worry is how is the sleep going to go? But, you know, it's just here we are. This is the situation. Let's make it the best we can. But here's the thing. Even when doing all of these things, sometimes babies might still have trouble getting to sleep how they used to or what you're normally accustomed to. Jen actually had an experience like this with Hutton soon after we worked together. She found she was able to help him turn things around pretty quickly once her confidence in him came through, knowing he's done this before and he just needed a little adjustment period. And it all also boiled down to you telling me that confidence is a huge part of it. Because when Mm -hmm. I went to my parents, I didn't feel confident. I was worried about how Mm -hmm. it was going to happen. But then I actually thought of you saying that that's an important piece. So I did night two. I was more like, we've got this. We know how to do this. We did this at home. And yeah, he was much better. So I do think that even the mindset of... Yeah. Even just knowing that the day you're traveling or that time you were hoping for a car nap or didn't work out, that it's not going to be the end of the world. You can just make little adjustments as soon as you get back to, you know, life, real life. um, It can all kind of come back together. So yeah, that's definitely the other piece. Okay, so now we're going to talk about traveling and kind of more specifically, long and short car rides. A little disclaimer about something that those of you who've listened to episode three on car seat safety are already aware of, that the safest position for baby to sleep in when they are sleeping independently is on their back on a firm flat surface. Remember, this is for independent sleep, so not your little newborn curled up on your chest snoozing away right now. You keep her right there, mama. But many babies do inevitably fall asleep in their car seat while in a vehicle or stroller set, and sometimes we even might have to plan to have them sleep in these situations because, well, life. So please don't worry about your little angel snoozing back there in their car seat right now if you happen to be driving around. But do go check out that episode if you have any more questions or concerns about that topic. So now, traveling by car. How can we help baby maneuver this? Well, it sort of depends on how long the car ride is. For short car rides, I mean, it happens. <laughs> if your baby or infant doesn't sleep well in general, they may be more able to fall asleep in motion like this. But if you're actually worried and don't want them to fall asleep in during the car ride because it might impact their naps, generally speaking, heading outside or getting out right after they wake up in the morning or after another nap is a great time to get out for that walk or run your errands as they'll be least likely to fall asleep right away again after that nap. And the natural sunlight exposure will help keep their internal body clocks working well for when it's time to be awake and alert versus when it's time to be quiet and asleep. Actually, now that baby Hutton is on a solid sleep routine, getting out feels a lot easier to do for Chris and Jen. I think right now we're just kind of getting to that sweet spot where we're starting to feel really comfortable about taking him out. And so we're looking forward to you know, camping trips and, and outings uh, over the next couple of months because we are in a position now where he is in a better routine and um, we feel more confident in his sleep. And we do know, thanks to your training, we know his windows better. So if we do want to just get out for a quick, the sun comes out in the middle of a rainstorm, we know that we have that window to get out and do something. Um, whereas before we were just kind of watching anything tell us if you're tired and then he would be overtired and yeah so we at least now know the windows so we have a time frame to say okay let's shoot over to McCormick's beach and go for a walk and we'll be back in plenty of time for wind down and a good nap 
long car rides, on the other hand, can be tricky as well. So here are some things to consider in here. Obviously, it depends on the time of day you're traveling or how long you might be in the car for. But if your baby generally falls asleep easily while traveling, it might be best to plan for the nap to happen during travel time. Yes, it might be a shorter nap. Yes, it might be a little less of a quality nap. But, you know, these things happen. Again, that's okay from time to time. However, older babies, say those closer to one year of age or maybe a little bit over, it might be better to plan to travel during their largest awake period, which is generally between their afternoon nap and bedtime, or perhaps first thing in the morning for babies on one nap a day. This is because babies this age will have more distinct, long wakeful periods and are often much less likely to sleep for long periods when not laying on a firm, flat surface that's not actually moving. Okay, how about working around appointments? Unfortunately, we don't always get a say in what time of day certain appointments are made, and this can make working around baby sleep even more challenging. But you know what? This is part of the 20% of that 80-20 rule where life happens, and sometimes these things aren't in our control. But luckily, there are a few options that you might be able to consider if you're wondering what approaches you can take to try to work around these as best as you can. So a lot of these tips actually really depend on how old your baby is and what the circumstances are around the appointment, but sometimes you might have to plan to wake baby up in the morning at a certain time so that they can fit their nap in before or after heading out for the appointment. Or maybe they'll just have to have a shorter nap and you wake them from that to get going. Maybe it's planning for them to have their nap in the car to the appointment, which may or may not work out because it's often when we plan or hope for this to happen that it sometimes doesn't. But maybe you just leave it to decide on when you see what time baby wakes up in the morning and you can decide on your approach at that point because their sleep is just too unpredictable right now. But really, my best advice here, do what you can to work around baby's schedule, but don't sweat it if things don't go as planned. I know this can be easier said than done for some of you, but trust me, your baby is never going to stop throwing you curveballs. So just take that quote unquote bad nap day or whatever put it in a column of this is out of my control and I can only do what I can do and go about your merry way. When things don't work out quite as you had hoped, all you have to do is get back on the horse as soon as you can when all of this is said and done. So whether it's the next nap or making sure bedtime has shifted to accommodate any overtiredness that may be at play or get back to baby's usual routine or schedule the next day or the soonest available time, this will help them bounce back from any little regression or something that may have taken place while you were away or while naps on the go were a bit off. All right, now let's talk about camping. With the warmer weather outside, a lot of us are getting out even more these days. So what better time to cover a topic that helps you stay outside to get all the fresh air you possibly can handle. In a recent 2020 article by Parks Canada, Spending time in nature can do things like reduce stress, improve mood, reduce feelings of depression and anxiety, improve focus and productivity, enhance creativity and self-esteem, help you sleep better, help you feel better and have fun, and there are tons of other health benefits too. Whether you're heading to the beach or taking a walk down the street, getting baby outside will have a positive impact on you and a positive impact on your baby. But you guys, camping is not necessarily what you think it is. Or maybe it is. I'm not sure what you think it is, but if you were at all like me, or should I say how I was, I thought taking babies camping meant that they'd stay up until the sun goes down and woke during sunrise. I mean, no, just no. <laughs> I just wouldn't have chosen to do that. 
But then all the stuff I've learned over the years, and even more after the interest I took in this topic today, I can totally see just how many benefits there are to camping or just being out in nature with kids. And the younger they are, the better. Plus, it's not that hard, and they can totally get a full night's rest while camping. Now, I'm in Nova Scotia, and we are so lucky to have a number of awesome parks in our backyards. And one place I'm so looking forward to going to this year is Kejimakujik National Park. This is a super family-friendly park. They even have fixed roof accommodations if you don't want to set up a tent, for example. And they have new washrooms this year. So, yes, please. Speaking of Keji, Chris and the A for Adventure team have a connection with the park with a pretty cool program. Here's what he and Jen had to say about their soon-to-be camping adventures with their baby boy and how it doesn't have to mean roughing it out in the backcountry. Unless you want it to be. Oh, and um, baby Hutton's nearby, so yeah. Yeah, just trying to adjust. Um, I love to spend time outside and having him uh, right now at the age that he's in, I want him to be able to enjoy it with me. So just adjusting the activities that I do um, a little bit to incorporate him. I'm really excited about doing more of that as the weather gets warmer. Um, you know, putting him on the back of my bike now that he's getting his neck is stronger and stuff. I'm excited to try that. I'm excited to take him on more camping trips and, and um, just incorporating, you know, switching our lifestyle around a little bit to incorporate him into it. Um, it doesn't need to be complicated. I mean, Jen and I talk about this all the time. Like, you know, you don't need to have a whole bunch of fancy gear to take your kid camping. Um, you just need to bring, you know, extra clothes and all that kind of stuff to make sure he's comfortable. Um, and there's no, there's no secret formula. I don't think with it. I think it's just trial and error and everyone's different. Um, when it comes to camping, you know, we always like to say that you want to step outside your comfort zone, but you also want to have some comforts of home potentially to make you feel a little bit more, um, make it a little bit more easy for you when you're camping with a newborn. Um, so mm. for us, it's, you know, maybe the first couple of times we go camping this summer, we might stay in a yurt. So that's like a canvas tent structure. Okay. Um, and a lot of our national parks actually have that um or staying in an authentic which is like a kind of like an old prospector tent style so it's like the peak roof um but it's mm. got some comforts you know it's got it's got uh, mattresses in there already it's got heat it's got you know a table to eat it's got some things you can bring that'll make you make your life a little bit easier like a barbecue um whereas like you know backcountry camping which we love to do um is a little bit more of a challenge so it's it's a good way to for people who are maybe wanting to go camping with a, with a young child, um, it's a good way to ease yourself into the outdoors. So you're not just overwhelmed by having to set up the tent and keep everyone comfortable and keep everyone dry and all those things that come with, you know, roughing it in the, in the outdoors. There's ways to kind of ease your way into the outdoor setting, which are, you know, like staying in a cabin or staying in a, in a, uh, authentic or yurt or dome or things like this within a national park where you have services like washrooms and things is a great way to ease your way into um, introducing your, your young family to camping in the outdoors because it can be challenging for sure. At Kedgy, for instance, they um, have a, is it a learn to camp program? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the same kind of like, you don't have to stay in a tent, but there are people here that are going to show you how to cook your food and yeah. uh, help you set things up if you need to. And that sounds like such a great opportunity for young families to for get sure out and enough. get the kids involved. Yeah. The learn to camp program is something that A for Adventure has been partnering with Parks Canada for for some years now. Um, and the one that we do at Kejimakujik National Park 
is wonderful. And it really does break down barriers for people. All that you, you don't, you show up with your clothes and a sleeping bag, um, the tents provided for you, you learn how to set it up, you learn, and it's all families, right? So there's about a hundred participants and they're all young families. Um, and we're all learning together how to, how to navigate uh, what it's like to be out in the outdoors camping and um, yeah, learn how to cook the food, learn how to, you know, go paddling, all the things that you would do when you go camping and, and developing those skills, but also helping people realize that, okay, yeah, we can empower people to do this on their own. Um, and that it's not as big of a, a task as you might think it would be. And mm. that the kids are going to, you know, there's no video games, there's no TVs or computers. Um, and for a lot of young families, that seems like, oh my gosh, my kid's going to go crazy. Um, it's not even an issue. It, it's never an issue. Uh, it might be when they first get there, but quickly realize that, uh, you know, you don't need that. And the kids are running around yeah. having fun playing. And like, I, like we already talked about, uh, when you're doing things like that, you tend to sleep better as well. So it's mm -hmm. the direct translation there, uh, has been really yeah, it's been fun to watch with those Learn to Camp programs, but a great way to introduce families to camp, for sure. But whether you go to Kedji or any kind of natural habitat to get your camping on, here are a few things to consider and some helpful tips to help you get baby out with you. First, where will you be staying? Sleeping in a camper, RV, or cabin, or something of the like is pretty much going to be like staying somewhere else new, where you'd want to have some window coverings, like, for instance, reusable or disposable blackout blinds, you could use towels with pins or maybe even put cardboard taped to the outside of the window. This could be a great tip for any child that might potentially be able to access the window so they won't be able to pull it down. And remember to bring as many seams to their sleeping space as possible, like their sound machine. Um, if you're not currently using one of these, though, you might want to while camping. You'll also want their sleep sack, pajamas, that kind of thing. And they'll need something to sleep in, like a travel cot or a pack and play. Sleeping in a tent, on the other hand, adds a few more layers to consider, so here are some more tips. Try to make it a large tent or maybe even one with a second room. Grab yourself a black or dark layered tarp to put over the tent to help darken it. Because yes, by this time summer rolls around, at least here in Nova Scotia, babies are going to bed before the sun goes down, and we all know how tough it can be to be expected to sleep with all that light. So again, you'll probably have something like a pack and play for baby to sleep in, but if it's still cold overnight, you might want to bring some extra blankets. I mean, it's always good to bring some extra blankets, right? Um, but layer some blankets underneath the pack and play to help insulate it from the cold from, underneath coming from the ground. You'll want to get out that white noise again uh, or bring some extra batteries or maybe you're using an app on your phone, so that can work too. No matter how you're camping though, Stick to baby's schedule for naps and bedtime. Tough to do, but the closer you can stick to this, the better. The older they get, like toddlers and older kids, for instance, there may be more wiggle room here, but for the babies, they would much prefer to stick to their routine and for you to stay on top of their sleep needs. And honestly, you'll actually love the extra quiet time to yourselves once baby's asleep. Speaking of routine, definitely continue the usual steps even while experiencing the outdoors. You may not be giving them a bath, but you can still wash them up with a cloth, brush their teeth, read some stories, sing a lullaby, whatever it is you do to help their bodies relax and prepare for sleep. Basically, the more you can keep the same, the better. And guess what? All that fresh air will actually help them sleep better. Is that amazing? So just to summarize my best advice for any of these circumstances, it's to stick as closely to your baby's usual sleep schedule routine as much as possible. 
If things do get a bit off track, jump back to their usual as soon as possible, like when you're finally back home from your camping trip or getting back on track the following day. Remember the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you're sticking to a pretty great system and routine, but the other 20% of the time, life happens. So there may be a skip nap or a need to wake them up or whatever. Just know, again, that the sooner you get back to what's been going on before, oftentimes the easier time they have to adjust. So now we're on to today's mental health minute. COVID has taught us a lot of things. And one thing it's definitely taught us was to get outside more and explore our own backyards. And most people will tell you how awesome being outside makes them feel. Think about it. If it took some of us this long to realize how vital it is to our health and well-being, think of the gift you are giving your baby by starting them young and then now they can have this for their entire lives. And here's Jen one more time demonstrating just how much of a positive effect going outside has on our mental health in addition to babies. So when I had reached out to you, I was at what felt like my breaking point of just extremely exhausted. And I was frustrated also with myself and with Hutton and just I couldn't we couldn't figure it out. We thought we would nail it and then whatever. Um, And Chris and I just always make sure that we're outside at least once a day, whether it's a tiny walk just next door and back, um, because it's a reset. And Mm -hmm. mentally, it's a reset. We escape to um, the coast often for some salty air, because I think that's a bonus. Um, Totally. But you do. As soon as you step outside and get active, walk just a tiny bit, your, your mental state shifts because you're no longer swallowed up in all of your thoughts of whatever. Maybe I should be trying this or maybe I should have tried that. And what are we doing wrong? And I'm exhausted. Instead, you just go outside and smell the smells and see the views. And it's yeah, a reset. It's a reset. Like you reset. said. Yep, yeah. A reset and a recharge. And what a great thing to um, show Hutton that he can do that. And that can be a part of his mental health as he grows. I, I don't know where I heard this quote before, uh, but I love it. It was, uh, if ever it, it could be applied to anybody having, going through a rough patch or just a toddler having a tantrum or anything, if there's something overwhelming or things aren't going well, the solution usually lies in either getting outside or getting in water. Um, and so like yeah. just the fact that you you're going yeah. to the ocean, that salty air, getting on the <laughs> coast, doing not everyone's able to do that. We were lucky here in Halifax to be right. able to do that. But um, just the fact of getting outside, even if it means just walking to the end of your driveway or back or something, it can make yeah. such a positive impact on that. Definitely. 100 yeah. percent. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find new baby resources, prenatal classes, and sleep help during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at birthbabysleep. Don't forget to subscribe and remember to leave a review or a rating so that others can find us. I'm Ashley Cooley and we'll see you back here next time.